0: Hello and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are back with a regular size episode. Yes. Uh, episode 11 of season four, called "Staking Care of Business."
1: Oh my god, this episode was so weird.
0: Yeah, it was just, it was just a weird look on everyone. Mm-hmm. And I just Tess and I just kind of sat here before we started recording, and we're just kind of like, I don't really know what to say about this.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: So let's just leave it at that and go to the episode description. All right. So this week, at the gym, Will spies another guy who looks maddeningly familiar, while Jack gets a workout as he keeps repeating one of his nonsensical catchphrases in hopes of seeing it become popular among the sweat set. Meanwhile, Grace gets some bad advice from Karen when she seeks a loan to expand her company, so she stoops to asking her wealthy employee herself for the money even if she has to resort to drastic measures to get the point across. Well, now that we're back from war and peace...
1: Yeah, what the hell was that episode description? I felt like I aged 10 years.
0: It's been 84 years.
1: (laughs) Don't make Titanic jokes, because you can't deliver, because Matthew has never seen Titanic.
0: Whatever. I own it.
1: He's never seen it. He doesn't understand the emotional payoff of the ship sinking. You can't shrug, Matthew. This is a podcast.
0: I can shrug because I knew you're gonna complain about it. Boom, roasted. <laughs> so this week's episode it was it was just a strange plot line. I mean, I think we want to talk about Will and Jax first. Yeah. Um so as we said in that very long description, they're at the gym. Yes. And there's just these series of strange little misadventures they have. Mm -hmm. Um, Will keeps running into this guy who he hooked up with once after he broke up with Michael, and he's like, you know, four years ago.
1: Yeah, he's like, I can't figure out why I know this guy. And then the guy like makes some like grunting noise after like Mm. hitting some weights, and he's like, oh yeah, and Will's like. Makes a face and Jack's like, oh my god, you hooked up with that guy? (laughs) And then he's apparently one of those, you know how you hook up with people and then you tell your friends and they have like a goofy nickname? Yes. So I guess this guy was like Cuddle Me Bum. Yes. Because his apartment didn't have heat and he asked Will to...
0: Cuddle Me Bum. But then he wasn't British. But
1: then he wasn't British. That didn't really make sense. Yeah. Yeah, so...
0: And then Jack was trying to get that catchphrase going. Yeah, and the catch... Stake it.
1: Catchphrase was stake it, which I didn't
0: understand. Um, Listeners who aren't lazy, you'll have to tell us do gyms have catchphrases? I feel they don't. I mean, this might just be because the gym I,
1: when I go to the gym, I most often go to a Planet Fitness where they have like rules against that sort of shit. They
0: have anti catchphrase rules. Yes. Probably because the person who like started Planet Fitness watched this episode and was like, that shit, that's They're not like, happening. I'm
1: installing a Lunk alarm because that's terrible. <laughs>
0: Maybe it used to be a jackalire, and then people were like, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Is this like a jackalope
1: joke? What's happening? That's a really specific
0: cultural reference, buddy. (laughs) I just think it was a strange thing. And then Will has... The third thing that happens at the gym is really that Will tries to hook up with this other random guy. Because as established a couple weeks ago, where normal people have sex is at the gym.
1: Yes. So Will is attempting to be normal, and he's going to try and have sex at the gym. And so he has this, like... Brief flirtation with this kind of cute guy. and No one in this
0: episode is cute.
1: He's like, he's okay looking. He's not bad. I mean, he's at the gym, so... But then
0: he doesn't call Will back and Will gets really bent out of shape about it. And there's really no reason.
1: Yeah, he's like super needy and keeps calling him back and is like, Hey, so you have my... My home number and my cell number and my beeper and my office number and I'm at the gym right now. and
0: Right. Like, I just really hate this trope that always happens on sitcoms where, like, the character, like, calls the other person back, like, eight times. like Nobody maybe,
1: does that. Maybe I'm just
0: too anxious. But, like, if I call someone once and they don't call me back, I'm like, oh, I'm dead to them.
1: I mean, okay, here's the thing that happened to me once. One time I was going out with this girl and we'd gone out exactly one time And then she started calling me and I didn't answer and she didn't stop calling me. And that's the only person I've ever encountered due to that. And I finally had to text her being like, um, I think it's really weird that you keep calling me. We've met one time Mm -hmm. and I don't want to see you anymore because that was
0: weird. Yeah, that's a weird choice that you've made to be super aggro on the phone.
1: Right. So like then Will like shows up at the gym to like confront this guy to be like, why didn't you call me back?
0: And he's like, because I wasn't interested? Because that's, yeah. that's the reason? So like-
1: he, he gives basically like the same reason that Will hooked up with Cuddle Me Bum in the first place. This guy's in that similar situation. I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship and I just needed a rebound. Right. But then, plot twist, I guess, the guy he had been dating and was now back together with was Cuddle Me Bum. Which right. we find out when Will goes to apologize to that guy For having flaked on him, like, four years ago. Right, like, none of
0: the choices in this episode made any sense.
1: I just mean, okay, maybe I'm crazy, but I, if I went out with someone once and they didn't return my calls or texts or whatever, I don't think I'd remember who they were four years later.
0: I mean, he made some very convincing noises.
1: I mean, I guess, but it's just like, <laughs> I barely... I had a boyfriend earlier this year, and sometimes I forget his name. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> if you're not with me anymore, you don't count. Goodbye.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're both very single.
1: <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> also, gentlemen, you know, I'm no picky.
0: <laughs> Matthew's You're picky. extremely picky. I'm
1: picky, but not on the gender part. Like, that—that's op- that's whatever. That could be whatever.
0: I just... Uh... I like the idea of having Will, like, interact with someone who was a rebound guy and, like, interact with someone for whom he is a rebound guy. Yeah. But it just didn't feel very right for this episode. It didn't feel very well executed.
1: Yeah, the timing just felt weird, too, because he and Michael have been broken up now for, what, like, four, four and a half years? Right. Like, like it's like... Sh- just- the
0: show can't keep mining that.
1: Yeah, like, you gotta give Will another relationship because we're all getting very bored. Right.
0: Like, I would love the show to do, like, like when there was that small time jump at the beginning of this season. Like, I would have actually loved it if it had been even a longer time jump and Will had just been, like, you know, had fallen in love with this guy who he went to Morocco with, or Paris, or whatever it was. Yeah. And then, like, broke up with him at the beginning of the season or something. Right, like, you know? I mean,
1: if they're so terrified to show him having an on-screen relationship, fine, but they, they literally wrote in, a like, a three- Six week period or whatever Where he was gone mm-hmm. Like he could have had Like a six week whirlwind romance And been like Super into this dude And it just didn't work out Or whatever Right and,
0: and then like They come home And he finds out The guy is married Or you know Right Something
1: Yeah There there were a lot of Possibilities to make that This plot line And this episode Seem a lot more relevant Yeah It and just, just never happened It just kind of felt Like it came out of nowhere You know the only thing That I did like About this plot line though mm-hmm. Was uh Marcy the gym gossip Marcy she the gym was gossip fun So great So she basically, like, um, at one point, like, Will is trying to get the the dirt on why this guy isn't calling him back and why he Mm -hmm. isn't working out at the gym at the same time anymore. And so Jack's like, oh, we should go talk to Marcy. And Marcy is this lady on um, a treadmill or whatever, and she's just like, oh, so you're the nibbler? And so she just, like, (laughs) knows everything that's going on in the gym, which is hilarious. And I just, I can't, I would have rather watched an episode that was all about Marcy the gym gossip Interplaying in their lives mm-hmm. Than this one I
0: agree uh, Let's move on to Grace and Karen This week <sighs> Don't sigh so loudly You're gonna break the microphone <sighs> <laughs> um, So this week Grace has some Dreams For reasons Not like real dreams Like imaginary dreams Like I'm dreaming of Buying the unit Across from me At my work Even though I have way too big of a space for me and my one quote employee uh-huh
1: yeah so essentially grace suddenly has this lifelong dream that we've never heard about before and we will probably never hear about again Yep. to buy the space spaces either next door or across the hall because she likes the space and she always said if it was ever available she would expand her business despite the fact that that doesn't seem like a viable or realistic option for her
0: at this point in time right that's the problem I have with this episode more than anything. I'm okay with characters and sitcoms having surprise one episode long dreams. Mm-hmm. That's whatever. That's just kind of par for the course. I just... This feels so wrong. Like, Grace is an interior designer. Uh-huh. Not, like, an interior, like, furniture creator. You know what I mean? Like, she doesn't need workspace. She just needs kind of some basic storage. Right. Which she seems to have. Like, I just... we I know that the past tense show doesn't have the benefit of this, but we've seen her in the future, and she's working out of the same size space with right. another employee. And, like, at no point does it feel crowded or, like, you know what right. I mean? Right.
1: Like, in one of the last episodes of The Revival, we find out that Will did, in fact, lease the the unit next door because now he worked there and he needed workspace. Like, that was, like mm-hmm. – and, sam- and, like, at that point, Will – Like, Grace had gotten, like – the contract to redecorate the White House and stuff. Like right. She's clearly a lot more well-known and successful than she is right. in the show as we're watching it right now in 2001
0: land. I, I sympathize with that because I think it, it does show that Grace wants her business to be, like, successful. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes the show fails at that because Grace sucks. Yes. Um, to put it pretty bluntly. I just – I wish that they had chosen a different way, especially because – so she ends up going to Karen for a right, loan. because she
1: gets hella rejected yeah. by the bank. Because her business plan is terrible.
0: Right. And then... Karen tells her a bunch of stuff that Grace should have already known about her business. Like, right. you don't want to have more employees. You want to stay small.
1: The economy is in the shitter. Like,
0: right. We just had a bunch of planes fly into a building. Spoiler alert. We're
1: not talking about that, but we all know what that means. Right. But like, she like gives her like some really good pointers. Like, people are going to be cutting down on luxury things. Like, interior, interior design. design. Like, it there's does... a reason
0: Grace Adler's career sounds stupid. It's because in 2001, it is stupid.
1: Yeah, it's a miracle that she's able to keep that office up and running. Right. I mean, there, then there's the other thing. She wants to have the space next door, but she already has a mortgage on her current office. So, like, how—was she going to get a second mortgage? What was this loan for? How right. did she have money for that?
0: I feel like right now Grace Adler's job is in kind of the position where, like, like in the later season of Friends, when Rachel starts to become a personal shopper— Yes. But, like, even at that time, that seemed really ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like— Not that there aren't personal shoppers today and then in the past, but, like, that is such a specific niche career that, like, Grace Adler must be, like, barely scraping by as an interior designer who's not famous.
1: Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just... The whole plot seemed weird. And then... So then Grace, like, locks Karen in their, like, faulty, like, elevator.
0: Yeah, that was weird, To, like, try
1: and get Karen to explain why she won't give Grace the loan, and then... Karen does eventually explain, like, I didn't explain why, because I didn't want to hurt your feelings. I just wanted you to think that, you know, I was mean, and I didn't want to kind of tell you, like, your business is in like, a precarious space as it is, and expanding it is a bad idea, right. like,
0: financially. And I totally get that from the way the episode explains it, but also, like, I I just don't buy that Karen wouldn't just say that.
1: Yeah, considering that Karen is a pretty blunt and mean person, like, to me, that seems kind of
0: false. Well, and she has Grace's best interests at heart. I yeah, mean, I know that so she like, never wants to say that to her, but like...
1: Yeah, it just, to me, it seems it seems weird uh-huh. that she wouldn't just out and out say it. Especially because, yeah, like you said, she clearly has Grace's best interests at heart. And so she's kind of giving her, like, the, the un... The ugly truth, like, that you want to stay a small business right now because otherwise you will probably, like, buy it off more than you can chew and end up in a lot of debt and have to close.
0: Well, it would have been funnier for this episode is if, like, we get a scene where Grace goes to the bank. I would have loved a scene where Karen, like, chases her to the bank and, like, bribes the bank teller to give her, like, a, you know what I mean? Like, to not give her the loan. Right. And then it comes out that he wouldn't have given her the loan anyways or 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 something, you know? Right. Like, I just, I feel like that's more true to Karen's character, is for her to, like, come up with some crazy scheme so that she can help Grace without having to admit that she's trying to help Grace or something.
1: Honestly, to me, this felt like the writers just wanted an excuse to lock Karen in an elevator. Which, I mean... Which is fine. Like, it's a sitcom. We get it. Yeah,
0: that's a good, that's a good argument.
1: But, like, it just, to me, like, I don't know... The fact that then, like, Karen wouldn't just give up the reason why she wouldn't give Grace alone at first. Like, she holds out for, like, an hour. Like, eventually you're going to have to pee. Like, come on. Oh,
0: Karen definitely peed on that floor.
1: Oh, 100% she, she just peed like, on that floor. She's just like,
0: let me out. I'm going to pee on the floor. And then Grace is like, I don't believe you. And then, and Karen, then Karen is already peeing.
1: Karen dropped trowel and was pissing. <laughs> they couldn't show that, though. That was for, like, the, the HBO version. Right.
0: I just, these both these plots, I feel like they have in common that they don't make sense. Yeah. In this time period. Yeah
1: yeah like it just these to me would almost make much better sense as like revival plots i agree like when the characters are older and wiser mm-hmm. and like things like i could imagine karen telling grace like hey coming out of the 2008 recession people still haven't recovered like maybe keep yourself a little smaller like right and, well,
0: and like it's it makes sense like that grace would have a plotline about expanding her business and in what way to expand it you know yeah. i mean like we've, we've kind of already had that to a lesser extent although she's really gung-ho when Max Greenfield is on. Like, she knows what she wants then. Like, right. So there's no conflict there, but also the conflict would feel more earned there. Yeah. Like, it would feel it would feel natural for her to be like, okay, should I go into more of what I've been doing and play it safe? Or should I take a really bold risk and join this guy and try to design all of his... off You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Will, I feel like, has the same thing. Like, he's not close enough to an actual relationship that I feel like he can be bent out of shape about being someone's rebound.
1: Yeah. Like, who cares? Like... Hasn't everyone been someone's rebound at some right. point? Like,
0: Well, and it's so it's so principled. It's like, oh, I can't believe I was someone's rebound. Not like, I was really looking for a serious relationship. This sucks. You know yeah. what I mean? Because the show never says that about Will. Like, we yeah. know that's Will's character, but it never out and out says, like, Will is looking for a relationship.
1: Right. And that, I think, would be a much more interesting plot line
0: mm-hmm. to see
1: him be disappointed because he thought this relationship might go somewhere only to discover, oh, I'm your rebound. Got right. it. Right. Like, I don't know. And then stake it. Like, what the fuck was that doing in there? Stake it. Like, shut up. Like, like that, that was by far the stupidest fucking plotline we have gotten on this show in a while.
0: Olivia Newton-John is rolling over in her grave.
1: She's alive. Debatable. She's definitely still alive. <laughs> now I'm concerned and I need to check.
0: <laughs> I mean, she's still, like, breathing, but is she alive?
1: God, I hope so. <laughs> she was Sandy from Greece. She did. Let's get physical. She can't die.
0: She can die in our hearts. No. Olivia Newton-John, if you're out there.
1: We've just lost all of our followers. Because I don't have any
0: other cultural references other than let's because get physical all, in Greece. all of
1: them were Olivia Newton-John. She was our entire <laughs> fan base. And we've now completely alienated her. And I hope you're happy.
0: I'm sorry, Olivia Newton-John. I'll handwrite you an apology.
1: She's still alive, and I did not know this. She's not just Australian. She's English-Australian.
0: Oh, I forgot that was a thing. Not, like, really forgot, but, like, I just never thought about it before. Like, I mean, obviously, you could be British and Australian separately, but it seems like there should be some overlap there.
1: Yeah, they have similar accents.
0: Or, like, British-American. Like, you never think about that. Like, someone who's, like...
1: There were tons of British American people. I know, but
0: you never think about them as British American. You only think about them as British.
1: The girl who went who was supposed to go to homecoming with you, but instead went with that guy who's now a porn star was British American.
0: Yeah, I forgot about her. She I mean not like literally, but I forgot her, about her being British.
1: Her dad had an English accent. Like she Yeah, admittedly
0: that was weird in high school.
1: Yeah. She spent summers like in London and shit.
0: Yeah, that was not really for me a defining aspect of her personality.
1: And what was her non existent boobs?
0: I watched Terminator that one time. I don't think I was invited to that. You were not. Rude. Sorry. <laughs> all right, everyone. I think that's all we have for this week. Uh, Tess, do you want to tell everyone where they can find more episodes of Not a Couple?
1: Absolutely. So um, the main place that we communicate with people via the interwebs is our Twitter page. We are at notacoupleshow, but you can also find us on Facebook, Tumblr. We post our show notes on Medium. This show appears on iTunes and Podbean. And if you want to send us a personalized message, we have an email address. It's notacouplepodcast at gmail.com.
0: All right, guys, we'll be back next week a little bit earlier. uh, We're going to release our episode on Christmas since it's a Christmas themed episode.
1: Yeah, so we're hoping to have some holiday cheer for you guys.
0: Yeah. You'll have to tune in at Christmas to listen to our next episode.
1: Play us with your family.
0: Yeah, introduce your family to not a couple. Mm-hmm. Or if your parents aren't interested in Will and Grace, introduce them to Will and Grace and then introduce them to not a couple.
1: You know, I have a few friends that are inexplicably de- Subscribe to this podcast despite having never watched Will and Grace and I'm like well I appreciate your support I'm sure you're like what the fuck are you guys talking
0: about (laughs) and like that's weird that's kind of like but I love you a high honor but also like I'm judging them yeah but anyways
1: I love you I appreciate the subscription
0: we love and judge you we
1: love and judge you Merry Christmas Happy Christmas
0: (laughs) (laughs) alright thanks again for listening everybody once again I'm Matthew I'm Tess and this is Ben Not A Couple bye bye This episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Mia. Hi, Liza. Are you ready for Christmas? Mm-hmm. This week's episode was brought to you by Grace Adler Designs because Grace Adler did not buy the unit across the hall and then immediately go bankrupt.